Back to Star Wars Escape Pod and uh, our chapter three after show for the book of Boba Fett. We are sitting here in the Escape Pod in the uh, the home studio. If you guys have been following the the Twitter or the Instagram, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, it's going to be our first in person with uh, our co-host Blake chatting all about uh, this uh, insane series. And uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. Lots of conversation to be had and. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover, so let's get into it. Another happy landing. Welcome back, Blake. So you got the whole recording studio set up. This is pretty sweet, man. Done a good job here. It's exciting. Thanks, man. Now we can talk Star Wars in, in comfort. <laughs> talk in comfort and in style. And quality. And quality. That's right. We got a new sound for this year. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Now we just got to figure out this remote calling thing so we can get... Uh, Get Bryce on and, you know, all the other guys. I know Dar- Darian couldn't make it this week. Uh, he's keen to come back for the next one, though. So that's that's good as well. He's got some some good things to say about uh, Book of Boba. Well, there's a lot to talk about in this episode, so I'm sure he'd have something to contribute. Yeah, for sure, yeah. We can even bring it up next week as well. Um, what did you, just in a nutshell, I mean, uh, first, like, I'll just, you know, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. I mean... I didn't think it was the best episode out of the three I've seen, but it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting because even just looking through the notes I took for the episode, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just a bunch of things that weren't as interesting as the previous episodes. To me, like the best part was the Wookiee fight. Everything else, I guess to me almost, so there are moments that didn't, feel Star Wars-y to me, and I think that took me out of the series a bit. I think that's what the main issue was for me with this one. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, as far as the moments that didn't feel Star Wars, would that be... It's the gang, the biker the gang. The gang, okay. Yeah. They, yeah. They, yeah. To me, they felt like they should be in Doctor Who, not in Star Wars. The uh, the cyberpunk crew. Yeah, and they're all yeah. driving Vespas. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of cringe. I know Dar- <laughs> Darian thought that the, the Vespa... Speeders didn't really look no, Star they Wars. Look Star Wars at all. Maybe the prequels on the right planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not on Tatooine. No, they're, they're on the wrong planet. That's <laughs> and for the sure. wrong year. <laughs> yeah, they're certainly on the wrong planet, and I, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, so this is the book of Boba Fett, chapter three, the streets of Mos Espa, and um, you know the 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 episode opens up with BT sixteen 
perimeter droid, also known as a brainwalker, scurrying by. It was like one of the opening shots of the trailer, I believe. Yeah, you know, the thing uh, with the red sack yeah, of that's right. glass beneath it. It was that exact shot. Yeah. And I've always thought that droid was cool because it's from uh, Return of the Jedi at Jabba's yeah. Palace. You see it briefly uh, right after R2 and 3PO go into Jabba's Palace. Yeah. And, and 3PO turns around and he sees the spider droid and like freaks out and then scurries after R2. Right. But I don't know what that droid does. It's just like a sack <laughs> with spider legs, <laughs> like a water sack or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more about it in canon. In Legends, there was a whole write-up about it, obviously. But yeah, in canon, hasn't really made a whole lot of appearances. So I don't really know, I guess, what... I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of nice. It's like a little Star Wars kind of like, here's an Easter egg for Return yeah. of the Jedi kind of thing. So. Yeah, it was cool. I always like the design of it and the more original trilogy stuff I, th- I think we keep around, especially yeah, in yeah. this era where it wasn't that long ago that Return of the Jedi happened, right? So Right. Yeah. Makes no, it good. It's keep true. it consistent. Save is using all the sa- the old aliens. I know it's been a big gripe for uh, us and I think a lot of other fans as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bib Fortuna. We find out that Bib Fortuna uh, split Mos Espa into three families, uh, one being the Trandoshans, a second one being the Qualish, and a third one known as the Klatoonians. Yeah, which is the biker gang, I believe. The Klat- Klatoonians. Yeah. Um, is that the biker gang? I believe so. Uh, I keep hearing them being referred to as the Klatoonians, which is surprising to me because I thought they were Nikdos, but I keep hearing other people to refer to them as Klatoonians. So I think that is the same group. The uh, Oh, no. Uh, the, you know what a Klatoonian is? It's those those things that look like Almost like dogs. Oh. Yeah, it's those things. Wait, wait, isn't that from Ewok Adventures? <laughs> they look similar, don't <laughs> they? Uh, you know who's a Klatuinian was uh, Castus from Star Wars The Clone Wars. He was a bounty hunter that Aura Singh just shot in the face oh, and that's pretty fried obscure. him. And <laughs> I don't remember this character <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, this those guys. So, apparently, they're going to show up. I guess it's all the people, okay. come so, to think of it, in the mm-hmm. trailer when we saw all of those people around the table in front of Boba Fett when he was kind of yeah. saying his piece. Now when I think about it, those are the three families that are running Mos Espa. Oh, yeah, you're right. We do see them in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, Well, that means that the the biker gang probably is Nikdos. So <laughs> I got my canon correct. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so Bib Fortuna split... Moss Espa into three families. He also relied on an alliance between all of them to maintain his power. Yeah. So I guess what he did was he kind of just fractured what was going on, said, here, you guys control this, you guys control this, kind of just let me know what's happening. And then that way he doesn't get stampeded in Jabba's palace. And Yeah, well, I think it makes sense that we know he wouldn't have been able to have the presence that Jabba had. So at some point he was going to lose power. Yeah. And I think even with this deal, if he would have lost power anyway. The yeah. fact that it took even with that, the deal he had set up, took this long for Boba or someone other than Boba just walk in and off him. This is deal is surprising. getting worse all the time. <laughs> Actually, I think for him it worked out pretty good because <laughs> it was really the only thing he had. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so he, it, it turns out he also paid off Mokshai's, uh, Mokshay's, Mokshay's during, uh, during this process. Mm-hmm. So we find out that the mayor has actually also kind of been involved with his ruling. And now that he's gone, it's like, you know, there's a bit of chaos going on. Right? Yeah. If we want to get into it, it sounds like he's basically sold the place to the to uh, the Pikes. 
Yeah, which it makes certainly sounds sense. that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is, is Black Sun still around? Black Sun, ah, uh, they were taken over by Maul, weren't they? They, they were. Yeah, I, you know, Black Sun is still around, but I don't think they're as big as they used to be. In but the prequel era, yeah. Yeah, but in the recent War of the Bounty Hunters comic book series, which came out last year, which we we talked about in in the the Boba Fett What Happened mm-hmm. episode. Uh, there is a name drop for Prince uh, Shizor, which yeah. is the ruler like the of original like Black Sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's possible that uh, yeah, and they're all falling. You know, their species is all falling. So it's possible that we might see them show up at some point if this series continues, or yeah. if we get a second season or something like that. That would be really cool. Okay. Well, I think then because the the big three. In Star Wars, like the, because there's lots of small syndicates, but the top three were always the Huts, the Pikes, and Black Sun. So yeah. with the Huts being basically outed now, like gone because Vader basically destroyed a council, so there's there's only some of them left. Uh, and then with Black Sun not being what it once was during the prequel era, the only real gr- large group left is the Pikes. So it makes sense that they would be the ones to try to assimilate. Jabba's right. territory. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the uh, <coughs> This episode was a little all over the place. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, a lot of stuff happened, but it was... It's funny, because like, I think this episode was shorter. So, the fact they got all this stuff crammed in, and it, yeah. it felt like it was a lot of small things, I guess. It was. It was a lot of small things. Yeah. So, you know, he's sitting on his chair. This water monger comes in. Guy who sells water on Tatooine. And says that his water's been stolen by a bunch of name. dudes. <laughs> water monger. Yeah. That monger over there. The water monger. That water monger <laughs> sells water at a steep cost. The mongrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. A, he's a famous actor, by the way. I, I recognized him. I oh, actually, is he? I didn't look up what else he's from. I, I know I recognized <laughs> him from a lot of shows like the 90s. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody notable because uh, we know that Danny Trejo shows up in this episode, which is pretty sweet. You know, he's the, the Beastmaster. Oh, I mean Machete. The Rancor, yeah. Yeah, call him yeah. Machete. He's Machete. He's, what are you well, doing? He's machete, no one knows yeah. his real name. He's also... He's uh, machete. He's Machete. Yeah. <laughs> he's also from the Spy uncle. Kids. Yeah, the uncle from Spy Kids. <laughs> uncle Machete. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because he, he's like... I was wondering when he would show up because this is a Robert Rodriguez. Oh, you're right. Show right? Yeah. I didn't think about that. And he, did he did Sin City. Kids. He did Machete. He did Spy Kids. Yeah, oh, He's man. done. Sin City Machete shows kids. up in everything. Like I think Robert keeps him employed. <laughs> I could see that. Man, yeah. I did not even think about that. That makes sense because yeah. when Machete came on screen, I was looking at him like, no way, is that Machete? Like it can't be because. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, he's just like stone faced, kind of in the background. Yeah. I was looking at him, like I didn't pay attention to even the huts and stuff. I was looking at Machete the whole time. Yeah. And then we see him talk and everything in person, like like it's friggin' Machete <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> they could have done the reveal a little better, almost like yeah. Well, instead of like the reveal, the rancor is like the reveal of Machete. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But you know what, him, like. Uh, I think the the job he has with the Rancor slash him being on Tatooine, I actually think it was like a really good fit. <laughs> I like that. I thought yeah, I thought you know he's a, he's an actor that really does belong in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything I, gritty, right? He's, yeah. He's got a really got grizzled kind of guy. Yeah, does really yeah. well in the gritty parts. So back to this watermonger, um, his water's being stolen. He insults Boba and. 
basically tells him no one respects him, right? He, he just comes in and kind of says it how it is. Like, the, you know, there's chaos out there. I'm being robbed. Nobody respects you to, like, actually put any kind of consequence on any crimes yeah. that happen. Which, honestly, is a shot across the bow because yeah. Boba... I think even just last episode said he wants to rule with respect. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, you know, this is exactly what he does because and th- this is one, one of the standout moments of this episode for me was he earns the respect and the loyalty of those cyborgs after hiring them. He pays off the watermonger and says, look, lower your prices. They're insane. Yeah. Here's some money for your loss. Get lost kind of thing. Lower your prices. And these guys now work for me because... They're out of work. They need to live. They need to survive, right? Like, they're basically just Aladdins, you know, stealing What's water. What's that? Street rat. What's that? Street rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Ezra's one of them. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like they, they, they're not, like, bad guys, right? They, they're just a couple of kind of older kids just trying to. Yeah, they're, yeah, live, they're like right? street punks. Yeah, street like, punks. Yeah. Like, and a lot of them are, they're like, this is what maybe why I thought it was so Doctor Who. They have all this these cheesy sci-fi upgrades. They all have <laughs> yeah. British accents, and they all dress like. I guess in the Star Wars universe, it'd be, be prequely. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it's like punk it's very mixed cyberpunky. With hi- yeah, it's like it's high fashion mixed with punk. Right. Yeah. And to me, it just looked very out of place. Like on a different planet, maybe, but on Tatooine, everything about it just seemed wrong. Yeah. At least that was my opinion. Yeah, no, that no, that's fair. I, I I agree. Like the the speeder bikes, to me, I was like on Tatooine, you would not find something like that. No, like, like I, I see Coruscant and the lower levels. Yeah, and they, they they obviously probably came from another planet because they're there in the workers' district, so they probably just kind of go where the work is. True. But the fact that they kind of had these things like these flashy bike they're all part of like a crew, right? How have those not been stolen? It just <laughs> yeah, it just kind of felt a little odd, you know, and. I, I would love to know the creative decision as to why they went that route. Like, what was the reason why they chose this flashy upgraded thing? And maybe if we got that reason from the creators of the show, then yeah. maybe I could buy it a little better. But at the moment, there's just no context as to why that's there. So yeah, to me, I, I'm I like, hate to say that doesn't it, fit. <laughs> but when, when they showed up, like, I thought Bob was going to have to deal with them. And then he invites them to join his crew. I was <laughs> yeah. very annoyed by that. I'm like, well, let's hold out. Maybe maybe they'll still get killed at some right. point. Right. It didn't happen in this episode. So though a couple of them got a good wipeout during the like the chase scene. Yeah. yeah. Which, the chase scene, I, I wrote down in my notes here, could have been way better. It could have been way faster. No, I agree. It felt a little slow. We, get, whole, I think we keep going in order. Yeah, we'll, I got a lot to talk about that as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so after Boba hires the, 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 the cyborgs and earns their, earns their respect and loyalty, you know, cause he comes in and he says, Hey, you guys are committing a crime. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? And he actually fixes the scenario without any bloodshed, yeah, which is really impressive. Right. And he obviously learned something from his time with the Tusken Raiders. And then it flashes back and we see, uh, him leaving the Tuscans on a Bantha going to do business with the Pikes, find out why uh you know if they can come to some arrangement for paying like a protection fee for them to still operate but under the you know watchful eye of the tuscans right and they're like no we're already paying these biker gang yeah. the, the the nikto people or whatever to, yeah, to do biker it gang there. yeah the biker gang the same land. right the uh yeah the uh the they're spraying their logo everywhere did they put right? their, the name out yet 
I forget. Is it the same? Is it the same name as the assassins? That no. no. Okay. All right. Then. Then. That's like no. I I don't think they have a name yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Something wind. The, yeah, the order of the night wind. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Uh, so uh, we see the flashbacks, and you know the the flashbacks are primar- primarily Boba just trying to resolve the speeder bike gang interference thing, and he, he goes back to the Tuscan camp, finds out that they've all been slaughtered by the gang. I did not see that coming. Yeah, me neither. I I was like, oh, I thought that would happen in maybe another episode or two yeah. because obviously he leaves because of a reason, right? And I, I thought, thought it was just the armor. I thought the the sand people would still be around. And the, he would kind of assimilate them into, like, his power structure. That reminds me, Darian last week suggested that he thought they might show up in a later episode to kind of help with the war that yeah, exactly. Boba's going to wage on whoever comes at him, right? But we didn't we didn't see the death of the, the warrior woman who was, like, the most competent one. We didn't see her body. We only saw oh, the true. chieftain and then a true. bunch of randoms. And the kid. The kid was insinuated well, with his staff. We saw the staff, like stick. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I, I was very surprised. I did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming either. And Boba would also have to realize that it's his fault because he went there and stole those guys' bikes and beat them all yeah. up. Yeah, either that or he kind of feels guilty that he wasn't there to protect those that too. people, right? Um, there's an interesting Easter egg in this episode in this flashback when he enters Mos Eisley. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> there was the stormtrooper helmets on the pikes. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. They started doing that with the, um, and and it, these are the same stormtrooper helmets on the pikes that we saw in the Mandalorian, which takes place fl- five years later. You know, because this is a flashback oh, scene. Oh yeah, you're right. So yeah, we okay. saw a guy put a helmet on a pike. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's neat. Like we got to see like that moment that they put the helmets on the pikes and stuff. Uh, did you catch something else? Because that's the only thing I. Yeah, this, I think it's part of this sequence where you also see the woman who runs the spaceport Mandalorian. And she has those three uh, droids. Oh, the pit droids? Yeah. The pit droids. Yeah, it's the three pit droids and the woman who he uh, leaves Grogu with. Oh, what? Yeah, she's like that? walking in the background. I totally didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's a scene where you see them. Oh, wow. Oh, good catch. Yeah, thanks. Huh. Um, so, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of cameos in this. There, There is, yeah. A lot of, lot of little things and stuff. Um we're kind of ripped out of the flashback sequence when black chrysanthemum breaks into the temple to try and kill Boba. Um, that whole fight scene. I didn't expect that. I actually, didn't expect that either. Like, yeah. That was kind of, cause they said rest in, yeah, rest in comfort or whatever. Accurate. No, they said rest uh, easy or yeah. something. Well, it was more like sleep lightly. Like yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. The twins. Yeah. So black chrysanthemum comes in, tries to kill him he gets subdued by boba's new followers thankfully he's got yeah. like kind of a mini little protective crew now yeah <laughs> man i've I have some things to say about this fight yeah so i think the the general fight overall was super cool i love seeing this super strong wookie like kick a lot of ass right but and th- there was uh something that i think uh, was intentionally done uh, which was pretty neat uh, by the director, says so uh, like a storytelling point, mm-hmm. and that was when Boba first gets thrown to the ground, and he's near his armor and all this stuff. At first, he grabs his wrist launcher, which is like the old Boba, and then yeah. Black Chrysanthemum. I'm saying that right, like knocked him down, and then he grabbed his gaffy stick, which is the new Boba, 
So it's like he's yeah. He went for like it was showing the progress of Bobo where he, he grabbed his like original arsenal of who he was and then instead he decided to fight with who he's become. Right. Right. No, that's a great point. Yeah, because instead of just disintegrating yeah. Black Chrysanthemum, yeah. he, he decides to subdue him instead. Well, I think that was like the missile the missile one, like the whistling yeah. pigs. Right. <laughs> the whistling pigs. <laughs> I think that's the, the name of the wrist launcher. If you remember. They're, they're whistling sparrows. Yeah. No whistling pigs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the or the seeking seeking sparrows or something like I that. Can't I don't remember. know. Something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, this is named in one of the Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it was it's uh it's you know it was cool it was cool to see that. Did you like the pace of the action or? I thought that was well done, and I also could feel for Boba in the situation where he he's uh, I would not want to be a guy wearing a speedo trying to fight a full grown Wookiee. <laughs> 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 Seems like a really bad position to be for for a, for a fight sequence in which someone had to wear a giant Wookiee costume and clearly didn't really use any digi doubles or anything like that yeah that's true it was pretty good um for modern action sequence in the sense of a hollywood blockbuster film it was pretty bad okay (laughs) (laughs) just because it was like not very well quickly oh it was too slow it was a bit too slow yeah it was a bit too slow and 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 the way that the wookiee was moving for such an acclaimed bounty hunter just didn't feel like it popped out of the pages of Marvel Comics. Okay. Kind of thing. At least to me. Because I've, I've seen that Wookiee in action, and it's like, okay, this guy's got a reputation, and he's like a he's a gladiator. Yeah, that what kind you of, think that would be raw power, not agility. R- right, yeah. And and just from what I was getting, it's almost like he was toying with Boba too long. Okay. Like, he could have he just killed him right there and then. But it, it just felt as if they dragged it out just so that they could give a reason for the other crew to come in and subdue right. the Wookiee. Fair enough. That's funny, because my complaint was, again, we're in a fight where Boba loses and has to have help save him. <laughs> right, yeah. Which happens in every episode. It, it's it's, it's kind of too bad, because that's just kind of how a protagonist is, right, in a lot of scenarios. like, But then again, not always. But but yeah, I mean, if you look at a character like like Harry Potter or something like that, and like mm-hmm. he's always getting help from other people. True, but he always or, does, the, he does the fighting. The yeah. help is always... On setting everything up and solving puzzles, or or Luke Skywalker, like he's always getting knocked down and gets help from other people, like Ben Kenobi, Yoda. You know, he's not like perfect out of the gate. No, but Bo- <laughs> not like Boba's battle hardened. <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, Bo- Boba he- should be great out of the gate. Like, he should be at least as good as how we see the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the Mandalorian wins most of his fights by himself. He does. Yeah, and. That's a predecessing scene. Like the Mandalorian, his appearance in Mandalorian happens before the events of this show, right? So, you know, it's not a prequel or anything like that for anyone who's wondering. Yeah, I will say, because I didn't even think about this, but the Boba that we see here now is doesn't feel like the same Boba that we see kill like 30 stormtroopers by himself. Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of an inconsistency that, that's... It's almost a little odd because this is the same gr- the crew, the same guy who literally directed that episode is doing this show. It's Robert yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Rodriguez, right? So, you know, why uh why does it come across that way? Is kind of like what I'm wondering. Maybe maybe uh 
not fighting people that are just cannon fodder, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, um, there's like a bunch of reasons why you could say like he was kind of taken off because he he was like just straight out of the back of the tank, just ripped right yeah, out. Maybe he was a little disoriented, right? This one is would make the most sense for him needing help. Yeah, the other but one though. The other two fight scenes. Yeah, I was I was more so annoyed. So in this Definitely. one is more like, oh, we're doing it again, right? More than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when they're going to stop that. Maybe when he gets to ride his Rancor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. They've got to do it by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. they, they got to do it. They got to do it. Uh, so following the fight scene, you know, the twins, uh, they, they confront Boba. And uh, it turns out they sent the Wookiee to assassinate. They basically apologize for it. And they gift him a Rancor. Yeah. With this Beastmaster, and you know, Danny, Danny Trejo, Machete. I wonder if his Star Wars name is going to be Machete. I don't know. Did I? Did you catch his name? No. I didn't catch his name. Didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, And then uh, they say, have Tatooine, but we recommend you leave because this territory was promised by Mokshais to another syndicate. Who's the mayor? Yeah, the mayor of of Mos Espa promised Tatooine as a whole to another syndicate. Which we find out is the Pikes. Yeah. We find out by the end of the episode when all these Pikes come off a big ship that, okay, probably the Pikes. Which is interesting because the Pikes are the ones that Boba were trying to make an agreement with. Yeah. yeah, back when he was with the Tuscans. So something obviously went wrong <laughs> and maybe decided, hey, I'm going to get my armor back. Maybe I can fight the Pikes alone or something like let that. Me, let me uh, spin a thread to what I think that might be. Sure. So the Tuscans are dead now, as we know, at least most of them. Yeah. Uh, and the Chieftain. So their clan is. If they're not all dead, they're at least, like, uh, dissolved. So I think Boba is going to seek revenge, and he's going to take out all the biker gang. And now they're gone. And it means all of the person slapped is Boba. Mm-hmm. So then the Pike's like, oh, there's one guy. We're just going to roll over everyone and take over. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility there. Yeah. Um. Oh, so Boba, this is the modern time. Boba is now going to have to get the allegiance of the, the three quadrants, which was the Klaatuinians, the Korn, and the Trandoshans, and they're probably going to have to team up to fight the Pikes. Yeah, he's going to have to. That You know what? That's a great idea, because in now that we know the Pikes are there, he's going to have to try and unite the families mm-hmm. of Mos Espa and create some sort of alliance that can fight against them, right? So maybe ever? that's the scene in the teaser trailer yeah. that we see, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did I ever what? Did you ever think that we would be watching a Star Wars series about a drug war on Tatooine? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't even know there was spice on Tatooine. I don't think there is. I think it's more just like they're taking it there to deal out. Why would they travel across on a train? I mean, if you think back to like the RPGs, though, that we play in there based on Tatooine and stuff like that. You know, Tatooine is just like this dust ball that's kind of out of jurisdiction from whatever yeah. it is. New Republic, Empire, Rebellion, whatever, right? And so maybe a lot of these this shady business happens on Tatooine. These these syndicates meet each other on this dust ball mm. to do business. Yeah, it, you're right. It was like a trading point. Yeah. Where, and, uh, and there's a couple cities market. on Tatooine, right? And it's not like Jakku where there's nothing there. Except one like trading outpost, and that's yeah, yeah. that's it, right? So um, it's it's the kind of thing where I think there's a lot of potential for these syndicates to get involved with this planet, and it, and it is 
in hot territory in a way and so because it's a desert planet with two suns <laughs> right <laughs> but i think it's just one of those places where like this business has been built up there for so long because of java right because of bib fortuna or whatever and so at this point in time it's just like this is kind of just how the how the river flows kind of thing right like this is just a natural place for cd underworld syndicates right. to kind of meet up and but that is the only thing do business and, yeah and the twins speak to that they say this is like a, a barren rock there's nothing here right yeah they realize like you know what like we're the people doing the business like we're the people running the business if we want the business elsewhere we can do it right yeah people will go to Nalhada. yeah or or some other like Narshada because I think they own that one as well. Yeah, so the, that's the the moon. It's a big hub, planet. yeah, the big city planet as well. So like uh, you know they got a lot of places they they're like, well, this was Java's place. I guess we don't really need to have any unnecessary bloodshed over it. I mean, you know, here's this kind of bounty hunter guy sitting on the throne that we don't really end up needing to have because it's kind of a kind of a dead end for the way that we want to do business. So, you know, farewell kind of thing. They they left on good terms, it seemed, like the mm -hmm. twins. Yeah, I was surprised by that. And I was a little yeah. disappointed as well because <laughs> there was I, such a I big like, entrance. <laughs> yeah, and I like the idea that Boba's going to have to deal with these huts. Right. Because it makes sense that other huts would try to come and take over Jabba's, you know, his uh his turf. But they kind of just like cowed out. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, but they left it a little open-ended because they said, they said that they don't want a, a, a war between uh, the different syndicates. Right. They said it's bad for business, but then immediately after that, Boba says, yeah, that's a lie. Like, it'd probably be good for business, so. Yeah, because, you know, there's that expression, like, yeah. War is very good for business. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> so I feel like that might have been a lie, and they might be just like, they're going to wait and hang back and maybe make another claim later. Right. Right. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, maybe it's all a deception thing. Mm -hmm. But the Rancor is kind of an interesting curveball because I never saw that coming. I don't know no. about you, but I never saw him getting a new Rancor. Well, it's funny because we talked about it last week. So someone brought it up that it was the corpse of the old rancor has been gone, moved out. You yeah, know? and they talked yeah. about how Bib Fortuna found another rancor, a small rancor. And we're talking about how there's gonna oh, be yeah. another one somewhere. Yeah, so in the Bad Batch, Bib Fortuna was dealing with someone to get a a little rancor. Yeah, which I thought was the one that Java had, but they have different names. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so one of them was like Grungy or something like that, <laughs> and the other one was Patisa. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Patisa. Yeah, right. Patisa was the big one that Lu that Luke killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the I I don't know. I mean, it's possible the little baby ones out there somewhere. It could be the same one. I yeah, no idea. I don't know what planet they're from. In the old uh, from Dathomir, usually. Unleashed. I think they're also on Felucia. Felucia. Yeah. The, yeah. force, the force part of Felucia. Right. It's also, if you go back far enough in the in the legends, uh, Rancors uh -huh. are also supposedly creatures that the Sith, like the ancient Sith were, yeah. used Sith alchemy to like twist other creatures into these monsters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was the old uh, expanded universe explanation. Right. They kind of protagonized this Rancor because we're used to seeing Rancors as like, that's a monster you don't want to deal with. Yeah. And 
now it's like Boba, Boba immediately is like, I want to ride it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be his, his great stallion. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me how to ride this Rancor. <laughs> and we find out also that they bond with the first human they see. Which yeah. Which is interesting. Which, again, maybe they are going to lead to the Sith explanation. I hope they recanonize that. Because it makes sense then that a Sith Lord who creates this beast yeah, would, be would want to be the only person who it listens to and takes the commands of. Right. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. I I don't know how Rancor's breed or anything, but... <laughs> I wouldn't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we can skip that port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving uh, on. Yeah, moving on, moving on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, overall, I mean, this episode, it was all right. It, wasn't, it certainly wasn't the best. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of cool little things that get put in. Like, I really liked like, yeah. this, this Rancor, a lot of this, like, added kind of uh, lore to like rancors and stuff and like how they work. Right. And I like, like I said, like, like the Wookiee fight. Uh, and then there's just, there's also some stuff in there that I dislike. So I think it was kind of a mid-grade episode. Yeah, kind of like a, not a full filler, but just because in a seven episode season, let me tell you, they do not have time for filler episodes. That's true. But it, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, it reminded me of that episode with the Mandalorian trying to ride the um what are those things called again oh blurg blurgs thank you yeah and they look like blurgs too it's <laughs> rancor the small one <laughs> right and yeah and the ugnaught was like you know he's kind of scolding him like your your uh, ancestors rode the great mythosaur mm-hmm. you know Surely you can ride this small bull. Just <laughs> <laughs> like mocking him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except he's it's funny. Throwing him, throwing him, yeah, throwing him a little insult there. This almost feels like a one-up under that. It does. Context where like yeah. Mando rides a like a blurg, and then Boba shows up. He's gonna ride a rancor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine's bigger. <laughs> Mine is bigger. <laughs> But they're slow. If we don't return the Jedi, they move really slow. Yeah, they do. Uh, this one, though, is a little smaller, and we know from the Bad Batch that the small one is, like, really fast. That's so... It's gonna be so they kind of get slower just, with size. Yeah, because I know they, they did kind of, like, a, a King Kong thing that episode. Where it was, like, climate stuff and yeah. swinging at planes. So, could be interesting. An interesting weapon to bring to the war against the Pikes. That's true. Armor it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know what they're going to do. They're going to armor Boba up, suit no. him up on a Rancor, take him to town. Oh, I figured it out. It's going to be Rancor Rampage all over again yes. from Star Wars Connect. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that Star Wars Connect game where you play as a Rancor smashing up Tatooine. The, the, the people approve. <laughs> I can't believe they're going to canonize a Star Wars Connect game. <laughs> I think I still have the video on my phone of you uh, you playing that game. Yeah, I was pretending to be an ape. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> they, they have like ape portions. And you have to kind of like... Yeah, you have to gallop. You have to gallop with your arms connect. to run. Yeah, yeah it's connect. So you have to move properly for, or else the, the, right. the character won't move. Yeah, so you like, have to stand in place and look like an idiot. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> jumping well, thank around. thank you. I thought I did a really good job. <laughs> Anyone who plays connect looks like an idiot. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great, great investment, though, man. It was, man. like, the best, like, $45 I think I ever spent. <laughs> Just for that, that one moment. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyone listening, though, you should definitely look up the Star Wars Connect Rancor game and Rancor Rampage. <laughs> just be in awe that this, they're going to canonize this. <laughs> man, oh jeez, my mind is blown right now. Oh man, shall we get into other news here? If you're, uh... what was more to the episode? Oh, okay, sure, go for it. Well, we still got to talk about how they go to town and meet the mayor. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We kind of skipped to the end of the episode, I guess. Um, yeah, so so Boba once he finds out that that the mayor was kind of, um, well, I guess he he finds out from the twins that the mayor is responsible for selling Tatooine over to the Pikes, and uh, trade both of them. Yeah, he set up the twins and Boba to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's kind of ditched and left town, and his assistant's kind of there. And then he realizes, oh shoot, he's clued into what's going on. He kind of hops in a speeder, just bails. Yeah, and you get that really kind of slow speeder chase through the city streets of Mos Espa. It was all right. It wasn't, like, terrible, but I think it could have been a little more. It was slow. Faster, more tense. Yeah. Yeah. George should have directed this. It would have been a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I wanted to see, like, pod racing levels of speed and stuff going on. And there's so many cameos. I think we almost hit, this quotations, almost hit every possible droid that could be, like, a Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Like a member berries, and then there was that there was that uh, carriage, uh, that carriage wheeling droid which we see in the attack yeah. of the clones. That okay, okay, you know the one that kind of like pulls yeah. pulls Anakin Padme to Watto's junk job. Yeah, I recognized him. Just wasn't sure where it's from. Yeah, that's from that scene. Oh, okay, and I also find it funny that he moved just far enough ahead that the people he was carrying would get hit by the speeder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saved himself, but not the people he was like Jerk carrying droid. around. <laughs> Maybe because of the yeah. sand, he kind of like spun out. Right, right. Uh, we finally got to see Boba use his jetpack in this episode. Kind of, he came in for a landing, and right at the uh, end there. yeah, right at the end there. And I don't know. Man, I got to say, if you're gonna shoot a a chase scene, don't use Vespas. Yeah, yeah. It could it could have been way faster. It just seems so cheap to me. It, I was talking to a, a friend while we were watching it, and. It felt like a kids' cartoon, as we're talking. You know, it, it felt reminded like a me Saturday of, morning kids' cartoon. It reminded chase. me of Spark of Rebellion, like the very first Star Wars Rebels yeah, TV okay, movie. Yeah. They get into a speeder chase after oh, something or another, selling yeah. you know, you know, Ezra. They're they're after these crates, right? These Imperial crates, and they're contained. They contain blasters, like just mm-hmm. E11s or something like that. And Ezra's after the crates. The Rebels gross crews after the crates. They kind of like come into contact with each other because of the whole they're trying to steal the same stuff yeah and it reminded me of that it reminded but i think the rebels chase was actually even better because kanan was riding a speeder bike which is way faster and there was tie fighters involved as well yeah that that makes it a lot more cool yeah so there was a lot going on in that mind you it's animation so you can kind of do a lot more but you know it's uh it was still just like i watched the speeder shows i was like i don't know i feel like they're really not going that fast. No, it didn't feel like they're going very quick. No. And I don't know. They try to do all these like camera shots and cool things that have to like, like hop. Like, you know, like if it was like a motorcycle chase, yeah, you would like drive your motorcycle and you'd have to do like some trick to like get over a fallen cart of fruit. I know. But it's like a, <laughs> it's like a flying motorcycle. So they do like this really awkward hop thing. It's like, uh, I don't know. It looks kind of weird. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> that the coolest stunt in that entire chase is the one that they put in the trailer. Or she ramps up the wall. Yeah, Yeah, ramps up the building and then like 
comes down on oh, the spear yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then they're using all of their cheesy like gadgets because they're <laughs> cyborgs. Like yeah. one guy's got a blowtorch that does. He like takes off some of like the top paint. <laughs> damaging the paint on the speeder it's not even doing anything i can't the other guy had some too i don't remember oh he had a, a jackhammer foot and he was like, <laughs> was like, and he was like that doesn't feel like star wars this feels like it should be like you know it dawned on me while i was like going over this this rant yeah you could take the whole chase scene take it off of tatooine put it in spy kids 3 and it would fit <laughs> yeah the death race. Yeah, that's Dude, what it is. The death man. race was faster. Okay, speed, yes, but like the gadgets, like the cheesy camera shots, and like these like <laughs> punk kids with cyborg capabilities. Like it's like Spy Kids three. Spy Kids, Spy Kids. It's, it was called the Death Race, right? Spy Kids Death Race. <laughs> I don't remember. I haven't watched that movie Spy since two thousand. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was called the. Uh, Spike it. Oh, Spike. Oh, sorry. Spike is three. Spike is three race. We got to make sure it's called the Spike is three race because, you know, no one wants to associate the, the goodness of, of the first two with the third one. That's for sure. But, um, yeah. yeah. You can hear that intensity. Oh, yeah. The green screen is unreal. Yeah, this is pretty accurate. It's just they didn't have a, a green screen background going by really fast. Right. And even, like, the end, the final shot in the, the, uh, the chase scene that we saw. Yeah. Where she, the, the lead woman, the lead of the leader of the group, she comes up on her Vespa, and she does that, like, sideways skid, like, and then stops, like, <laughs> staring at the camera. Right, It was, yeah. like, straight out of Spike. You could replace that with, like, Junie. Oh, it yeah. Exactly the same. It's, it, it, it was exactly the same shot as when, he, I think, Junie gets to, the like, a cliff or something yeah. like that. And, yeah, and then, and then a bunch of speeder bikes kind of, like, come up behind them and smash them over the edge. Right. And then they fall down that crevice and into a tunnel or something like that. It was the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. My. Sideswiping stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, it, it was all right. It but again, me. it wasn't like it wasn't the best episode, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if they would have cut it before that whole race, I think I would have liked the episode better. <laughs> but I get that they needed to say, like, oh, the mayor's on the run and this guy's like Right. He's now he's running too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he, he gave up the fact that the pikes were coming. <laughs> like right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, Bit of a rat. They held him in like like fruit, the fruit stand. They had a fruit stand. In front yeah, of he them. crashed into a bunch of Jogan fruits or whatever they're called. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Rebels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kid, you did all this for for fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Destroys like five people's homes. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Ezra, right? It's oh, TV man. logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's all I got for this episode. Yeah. Well, we did see the pikes at the very end. They all they're all. Coming off of like public transit, which yeah. didn't make any sense. They're like this giant crime syndicate, and they take the bus. <laughs> I think I think it was their ship. But, but why were all these other people coming off, and they're like people? Oh, that's true. And that's stuff. true. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been like the crew of the ship or something like that. Maybe they're yeah, trying to sneak on planets, so and no one would recognize like I mean, their some, ships. Somehow they got that big hover train there, so yeah, they must have. But that was big... that was in the the flashback that was in the last episode yeah in the, well in, yeah in the flashbacks of the last episode but somehow the pikes have big ships to get that thing there yeah. so it could be their ship but 
Yeah, it, I don't know. It it, it didn't. It, it looked a little odd. They but have like a, the other a public transit on. system on the side as like a side yeah. gig, maybe for like uh, laundering money. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they took Mace Windu's advice. Don't don't take uh, what is it again? Don't take a registered transport. Travels refugees. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it worked for an annotated Padme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They took a note out of the Sam Jackson book. Um, should we get into other news here real quick? Sure, if you got some stuff to share. Yeah, uh, Bring Home the Bounty finished. So oh, all yeah. 12 weeks are on the site, and ever since then they've been dropping some what they've been calling bonus bounties and <laughs> have announced a few extra little things. There's not a whole lot of like crazy important stuff to share about those things, but uh, it's you know it's kind of neat. If anyone wants to go and check out the last of Bring Home the Bounty, you can find it at StarWars.com. And uh, secondly, is the art of the Mandalorian season two arrives February fifteenth, which is uh, part of the art of books that Disney's been putting out for all their Star Wars content ever since The Force Awakens. It's those square books, you know. The I big think, ones? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool because they yeah. they already discontinued the other two, didn't they? Like the uh, yeah, they, they kind of publish a bunch of them when the movie comes out, and then they move on to the next one. So there's there's one for. Each of the sequels, there's one for Mandalorian season one and two now. There's one for Solo. There's one okay. for Rogue One. Okay, I'm thinking of the. I think you have one of them. One. Yeah, I have the Solo one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they're all like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought they're like the ones you bought, those huge ones. Oh no, those are, those are the, the Paul Duncan Tashin, um, Star Wars archives books. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the those are only the George Lucas movies. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense there was there was no. I even asked about that. I said, "Is there a plan to cover the new stuff?" And they said, "No. Nope. 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 Nope." <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to put that as a sound effect right yeah, here. Yeah, you should. One hundred percent. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do have we do have some nice ones. Next time we play Star Wars trivia, which uh, oh by the way, another important piece of news here. We are going to be partaking in the second annual Star Wars Podcast Day event that's going to be happening February. Play the cheer. Seventh, Play the cheer. I think. Yeah. That's yes. right, everyone. You're we welcome. It. We made it. <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. Uh, we have when we play some Star Wars trivia. We also got. Uh, I think you suggested we also do something else as well. But uh, I thought I thought maybe just a quick round of Star Wars trivia would be fun. But uh, we got some we got some good sound effects now. So uh, we got our right answer, <laughs> and we got our wrong answer. How embarrassing! How embarrassing! <laughs> Those are good clips. Yeah, and for the for the winner, you know, we get to play. The epic version of the Ewok celebration. Oh man, that's right. It's actually a pretty good one. You know, if you give it a listen, it was done by by Sam something or another on YouTube. He does his own composition, recomposition, I guess, or covers of the John Williams stuff. And oh, he's done stuff for Clone Wars. He's done mm. stuff for Mandalorian. And it's cr- he pumps these things out so fast, like a new season for like book of boba comes out he's done like three tracks oh wow yeah and he does it all of course digitally on his own at home kind of software and everything but this is all this is all one guy that's kind of synthesizing all the instruments and 
That's pretty cool. It's pretty he, nuts, right? Did he do the original song as well? He's done the Force theme. Yeah. So I meant the original Ewok song. Oh, the original. Yep, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know man, if he's yep, on that yep. one. I mean, let's take a listen to this. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I mean, is there any last minute things you want to bring up? Any speculation for next episode? Um, I guess that I hope this new cyberpunk Doctor Who crew doesn't become his like royal guard. (laughs) Right. It's like teensters. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, that they don't have huge involvement going forward. I mean, they're they're all right, but yeah. the bikes drive me nuts. I mean, like they they got to get something a little little cooler than that. Yeah, no, I, they're I almost agree. too they're almost too retro. Like I would expect those kind of things to kind of be parked outside of Dexter's diner. Yeah, yeah, Coruscant. Yeah, that whole look is Coruscant. It, nothing about them says Tatooine. Right. Maybe they'll get into that. Maybe they'll have some backstory. They're like refugees from Coruscant or something. Yeah, something like that. Which I, it honestly would would help. Yeah. explain it because it feels very awkward right now uh, and i was also i was sad that the they're like oh like like the wookie what is his name black chrysanthemum black chrysanthemum they're like oh well the huts gave us gave you to to us and you sell them to the gladiator so you go you're free and i was hoping that he would like stick around right maybe he'll come back no maybe he'll come back and kind of honor boba's gift of life basically for just letting him go you know he basically said it was all professional no hard feelings here you go so even if he's yeah. lets him go shouldn't he have to do a life debt? yeah exactly and maybe that's what we're gonna see maybe we're gonna see something come out of that respect yet again yeah and he gets another ally right and that's just something that i think might be in tune with this whole theme of mm-hmm. ruling with respect there's gonna be fruit that comes out of that yeah also it'd be kind of funny to see that because boba used to have uh, Wookie braids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And now he's gonna have a Wookie life death. There's no Chewbacca. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I guess that's all the time we got for today. So I guess we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. As always, keep flying. All right, and thank you all of you guys tuning in at home, listening in on your devices to Star Wars Escape Pod. The best way to help us out is obviously to share the show with a friend. Uh, look us up on social media at SWSkatePodcast. We've got a Twitter and an Instagram. And our email is SWSkatePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can drop a review. That really helps us out as well. Helps with the algorithms, searching searching the show. Uh, and, you know, we always love to expand our audience, so that's perfect. Feel free to send in a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts on the Book of Boba. And we will see you in the next one. May the fourth be with you.